johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. We are back with another edition of Sports Insider Radio. What is going on, Mike? Talk to me, brother. It is a beautiful day here. It looks like it's fall weather now. It's definitely fall weather. It's uh, even though it's like a little, little hot, but it's not. I'm wearing jeans for the first time in months. Um, I love the cold morning, so it's. uh, Ravens are doing well. The Orioles made the playoffs overall as a fan. It's been a very exciting time here. Um, and man, I mean, last week we got some good pricing outbursts. Those turned into profits. We'll get into that in a minute, but so yeah, so let's, let, let's, do, let's do, let's, let's do a, uh, let's break down first thing. You know, I love taking my son to games when time allows. I just told you before off there. I'm not, you know, can you take your kid to a game without worrying about some guy getting punched in the face and killed? I mean, you know, this, this is, this, this is like, you know, this is, this is you, you and I took my son to a guns and roses concert guy was swaying all drunk behind us. We had to put him in line. We didn't lay hands on him. We were just verbal, but it's like, you know, this is why people say to me, man, you don't like watching games. You don't like going to games, Eric. You don't like, no, man, I don't, because I don't want to be around a bunch of morons. I don't want to be around a bunch of drunk, idiot morons. Professional betters don't care about going to games. I understand that you're a fan, but, like, even my son, he, he by the way, he won both his fantasy leagues this week. He was very happy. Oh, good for him. Very Two nice. He's very happy. Wanted me to tell you. I forgot to tell you before we went on the air. But, like, he said to me this morning, Daddy's like, you know, that really – he went to the Oriole game on Sunday. Wow. Well, uh, when they won the uh, when they when they clinched the division, the game that went into extra innings, they were down three one and they won five four. And he came home and then he heard about that after the fact and he was like, "Wow, you know, we've gone to Raven games before. You know that that you know that's if you're a kid, you hear that that is just brutal. And these are adults. The guy was fifty three years old who got killed. The guy was who hit him was probably forty fifty. And again, I understand you know you have your own personal journey and story, but. You know, all I got to say is alcohol, 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 alcohol. You know, I'm not here to like say I'm the, you know, I'm, I'm no Mother Teresa. But again, you know, it's bad enough they've integrated gambling into the equation. 
it was they said it was at the end of the fourth quarter, like on the last play. Like, what are you even arguing about? It's over, dude. Well, I mean, look, I've been to a lot of football games. Not really a huge baseball fan, but I've been to a few. But the the actual um, interaction between road fans and home fans in baseball is, is there's not that much pressure. I mean, you lose a game, big deal. Even if you're playing in the playoffs, you lose a game. Traditionally, it's they're, they're just not as rowdy. But when it's a football game, see, they don't tailgate for baseball. They tailgate for football. So you're talking about if it's a 1 o'clock Eastern start game, they're tailgating at 8 in the morning. They're drinking uncontrollably from 8 literally to game time. The one that can – and I've, I've seen it because I used to – I mean, look, I've been sober for seven years, but – my entire life, I went to tailgates and did beer bongs the entire time. Uh, right. So doing beer bongs, just eating, having fun. I had some of my friends that never actually made it to the game. They went home and like passed out or passed out in the car. It, it's happened before. Again, we were much younger. I think the older you get, but some people never really grow out of it. They don't know how to control themselves because they live crappy lives. They're miserable people. And when you get them in an environment where they're, they live and die by their team, they can't control their emotion. I mean, in the last seven years, I've been to a lot of Ravens games, and there's always incidents. There's people that are way too intoxicated. And, like, when you're not and you're clear-headed and you're seeing it, you're like, this guy just looks like a goof. But he doesn't see it because he's completely whacked out. And I see it all the time. I see fights. People get very emotional. Look, I even get emotional on the road game, and I don't even drink. And I'm in there yelling and screaming, but it's all just that. But some people just take it to the next level. And I remember many years ago, I'm trying to remember the exact year. I don't think I can remember the exact year, but the Ravens played the Eagles in a preseason game. The preseason game, we went, a bunch of us went to, this is back before the new Lincoln Financial Field. This is back at the vet. Right where they actually had a jail in the actual basement of that uh, Eagles, the vet field. And um, the game never happened. It was bad turf or something like that where the grass, it wasn't playable. So they canceled the preseason game. So we're literally walking down into the rafters, um, going down the steps, and 20 guys jump us. It's a preseason game. We never even played, but because we're raving Ravens gear, they just felt the need uh, to do so. So it's just it, football is always going to bring that out. People live and die by their teams. They bleed their team colors, and it's part of the game. It's very unfortunate. It's very sad to hear that think, it happened. But do you think they'll ever limit alcohol consumption at these games? I mean, you can't limit they do. the tailgate, they do. but you can't drink in the fourth quarter. They shut down alcohol at the end of the, the last quarter. play of the fourth quarter. The guy got killed. So I guess that didn't well, matter. That doesn't matter about reducing alcohol. The guy could have been hammered for the last six. Right, hours. right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it doesn't matter. You, get, you know, if you, you could drink literally until the third quarter. I mean, the whole thing's stupid the because it's 20 minutes, like, let's say 30 minutes a quarter. It's not like your alcohol blood level is going to go down anyway. <laughs> and these guys get hammered before they even walk in. You don't pregame for a baseball game. I mean, maybe a little bit 
you go to bars, but there's no tailgating. And right. when it's tailgating involved, it's just a whole different animal. And, and, and even though it's a one o'clock game, sometimes it's even worse for the night game because those people are out there watching the one o'clock games at the tailgate, watching the four o'clock games at the tailgate. By the time the game starts, they've already been drinking for eight, nine hours. So it's, right. it's part of the game. It's, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, you hate to see it happen, but well, that's not part of the game. Someone, come on, somebody getting killed part, is not part of the game. No, I'm saying part of the whole aura of going to the game, partying with your buddies. So imagine you're taking happen? a kid, um, you know, not my son, but a ten year old to a football game, and this is what he sees. He's this little small dude. He's looking around. He sees all the people that are supposed to be adults drunk like morons, and then he looks up in every commercial and the is a sports betting commercial. This is this is the future. Alcohol and betting. Sports betting or alcohol. Yeah, it's one or the other. It's, uh, it's, yeah, I mean, man, I, I don't I don't have much more to say. It just it is what it I is. I mean, my son, glad. I've talked to clients on speakerphone. Now, I, I don't so I got to change my verbiage. I talk to inquiries on speakerphone like if I'm driving down the road, I don't hold the phone in my hand to be safe. So I hit the bluetooth. There's nothing to hide in front of my kids. I've been doing this for 35 years. They before they were born and my son looks at me he's just he has to hold it he's covering his mouth he's trying not to laugh and i hang up the phone he goes dad they all say the same thing it's like what's wrong he said he always says to me my son's autistic and he says to me what's wrong with these people they don't care about winning they just want action no logic unreasonable there's no logic it doesn't matter if you're 10 and 0 for a guy on a weekend he'll find a way to call you on Monday and tell you that he lost just exactly. because that 10 and 0 was sprinkled out between early in the week. And they're not all the slated games and there's nothing for the late slate, whatever it may be. Um, again, like you said, they're in it for the action. They're not really in it um, for winning. I mean, with us, you don't see us handicapping any of the games. We've never claimed to be handicappers ever. What we do is we have connections to, extremely large groups that do it for a living. I mean, David, Miller where did Micah on the come show. with those first halves last week? That was strong. Whew. Three and oh. strong. Mm-hmm. all, all three game, all three of those first halves didn't were, cover the game, right? No, they didn't cover the game. Um, no, I'm saying that if you would have played that first half team to cover, you the would not have game. won for the game. No. Mm-mm. So strictly a first half play only. And they were overnight plays where the line got a little worse. Again, lines on first halves don't move nearly as much as game lines. They were all in college football, but we received them. So we have seven different groups that we're getting information from. Um, all seven happen to be on those first half plays. I actually, you know, I see the charts throughout the week and all three of them and all three, when I gave them to clients, and I put it on the Telegram platform where we give games overnight. I got, you know, they could put emojis next to it. And it's always that, that throwing up face. Right. You know, that guy that's like, the, yeah, the yuck mouth. Like, yeah, yeah, I get it. Like, are you kidding me? You're betting against Alabama. You're betting against Michigan. You're betting, you know, against Florida State. So you guys get the drift. All three of those teams won the first half. So it's it's not about betting with emotion. It's not about betting with an opinion. Um, it's all about getting the right price. And we know we're going to lose 40, 45% of our games. So that means the, the best 
most successful sports traders out there hit about 55 to 56%. But what we look for yearly is not win-loss record. We look at how much percent return are you making on your money in a fiscal year, on the money that you wager on the game. So if, let's say, hypothetically, you risk a million dollars in wagers over the last 365 days, doesn't mean I'm not talking about last week or last month. Somebody could say, oh, that's a lot of money wagered. Well, no, it's not. If you're betting 500 to 1,000 a game and you're risking on average 20,000 a week, we'll multiply that times 52 weeks. It's, you could easily get to a million dollars in wagers made. So the goal is to make anywhere between 9 to 11 percent. So that's 90 to 110,000 on a million dollars wager. That's real data that I can give to clients that we've seen in our accounts over the years, all transparent. When somebody goes, show me, show them my MGM account. This is my year-to-date statement. There's no, there's no prediction. There's no charts. There's no win-loss record. People that want to see individual models that we run, yes, we have win-loss records. But as a whole, I show the data because that was actually submitted. So to all these, you know, guys out there that are claiming to be gurus and, and claiming to be the, the, you know, the almighty, they're just only that. There's a gazillion of them out there, gazillion of them out there that want to be us. They'll never be us. And it's more, you know, at the end of the day, it's more my ego that really gets in the way of letting things go more so than anything else. So it is what it is. You know, it's, it's unfortunate. There's certain people out there that are just always going to stick a thorn in your side. I got to tell you, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm like Bruce Lee, baby. I'm like water. Like now I just don't yeah, care. You don't care. You really don't. Care. I'm just literally like my kids are in school. I got homework. I got guitar class. I got dance class. I got drum class. I don't have time for all this What's the score? Did you see the walk off? The blah blah. Like, like I literally haven't watched. I didn't watch one game last week. Um, I will say None I of did these do betters want it. They don't care. They don't care about all that. They care about show me you could win the long term. Here's the here's what I understand. Who has the time? If you already know, if it's a professional, then we're going to get into the breakdown of week. We'll talk about the line moves that we won versus lost. Um, but here's the thing: if like I had a text I gave a client my play last night was the Baltimore Orioles um, plus one fifty and you know I've been riding them since forever because they're the most profitable team in all of baseball it's not because I'm a homer and I had a new client he just joined two day, two days ago and I'm getting my I'm I'm literally getting my son out of bed at six thirty and I, I my text goes off and the guy lives on the East Coast what do we got today <laughs> dude you're worried about a game at 6.30 in the morning? What do we got today? I said, dude, relax. You'll be on Telegram. You'll get the games at 6 o'clock tonight. Like, this, 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 it's like a, it's, it's, at least if you're trading stocks, they're going all day long. But to wake, can you imagine waking up on the East Coast, opening your eyes, you just won a 50-cent dog, if you're listening and you bet favorites in baseball, you're a loser. You'll never win. I've been preaching this for 20 years. I was right this year, and I was right the last 19 years before that. So you hit this dog, and 
you, what do you got? Like, yeah, I was handicapping right at midnight last night because I sit there with a pen and paper and handicap games and have opinions and have information. I got zilch. I got nothing. I got nada. So, you know, it, it, I go back to people need hobbies. You have a hobby. You spend, I think, of 24 hours of every day, at least four hours on the greens. I mean, no, no, I don't. Come on. I mean, in my head, in my head, I'm basically the swing thought of being better never goes away. I do spend every waking hour thinking about how I can improve it. But nowadays, with it being so busy, I mean, I'm Tuesday, Thursday mornings. Those are my get-out days. Uh, come on. You I said mean, you that saw. week one, and it became Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Oh, sorry. Well, I have a I, tournament on Monday. Nah. Come on. 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 Hey, come, that's my regular days. That's my so regular days. all these days. listeners out there, he told me he was reducing his golf <laughs> since football started. Last week, it was Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. He still works. But, I mean, look, i got to hand it to you. I'm a night owl. I don't have the ability to physically go to sleep that early. I don't know how you get up at 5 in the morning and you're on the greens at 7 a.m. You know, God love you for that. I'm just curious because we don't want to bore people with this nonsense. What time do you go to sleep to schedule around golf? I mean, for me, I honestly operate really well in six hours. I don't. I don't feel tired as long so give as me, it, give I, me the normal. Give me the normal. Well, so night. just to, just to give the listeners some insight, um, I track my sleep. I can see that I'm in REM. Um, I work out. I eat fairly healthy. I probably should do better in, in that part, but I work out. I walk the golf course, and I have a Peloton. So between all the factors, I never really get sick. I mean, again, I don't have kids yet, so I don't get those flus from them, but. Um, I really don't that's, get sick. Uh, old wives tell I, I didn't get him when the kids had him anyway. So uh, that's what I keep hearing from all my friends with that. That's people that are, would get him anyway, even if they didn't have kids, <laughs> but want to justify it. Always sick. So they eat like Always shit. Sick. They don't work out. They don't, they're not healthy. They do all the wrong things and then they blame their kids for it. But go ahead. Well, so like this morning I went, I worked out, um, a client said he was only available. He's a doctor that, uh, he needed to speak. Well, inquiry. He wasn't a client yet. He still isn't a client, but called me, said it. So I left my workout. I went outside in my car. I talked to him for 45 minutes. See, now stop right there. That's what, so I'm done with that. Now they should not have done it. It was horrible. I'm done with that idea. It was a 45 minute wasted. I broke my, my, my mojo up in the gym. I went back. I only worked out for 20 more minutes. And I realized, because it was later in the day, I wasn't as focused. So I know I made that mistake. I will not make that mistake again. Um, but it's, you know, during the season. And I'm going to give... say this, and then we're going to get to sports. So you're married, and I'm not. And the reason why people like me aren't married is because we never could say no. We were married to these clients. So when I was married, I was standing in front of her, and I was never there, man. I was li- Phone after another call after another call. I got to take this call. I got to take this call. I got, you know what? If you're a serious better, you can wait. You got a life. You got a business. You're a high net worth individual. You got businesses to run. I got business to run. Everybody can wait, cool down. And you know what I found is like, as, well, we're not going to give too much away on the air, but you see from this side of what I'm dealing with, how it's been very, uh, I mean, you can, I mean, what, how do you, how does, how you've never seen what you see now. People just call me and go, how do I join? You've never seen that before. Have you? 
No, that's that, that's definitely having real exposure, um, having a strong connection to the industry where people know who you are, they know your background, they know where we are, and they they don't call it a waste our time. They don't call and ask us for a game. They don't ask for free plays because that makes no sense. Why would anybody give you a free game and then you have to pay them after winning one game. Anybody could win a game. If I would do that, I wouldn't be in business because that's not how a business model works. The business model works if you know who you are and they could research you, they could find you on the many different platforms, they could do their due diligence, they know who the groups that we deal with are. I am just a facilitator to some of the biggest betting groups out there that have well, let's, real name let's recognition. Seg- let's, seg- let's segue into that. So... Why would you have played the Atlanta Falcons plus one and a half on nine eleven, which was two Mondays ago? And then why would you come back and play the Rams plus eight on nine thirteen, and then release them to your clients respectively on nine eleven and nine thirteen? And then before you answer the question for all the listeners, why have you already released four NFL football games for this upcoming Sunday? Yesterday, not today. Explain to the listeners why. Well, Atlanta, again, we're getting the sharp line. For, and the point of that is we have guys that are sitting there and either reading one or two screens. They're either reading Don Best screens or they're reading Spank Odds. Spank Odds. Right. Or they're seeing the sh- Or they're like both. me. They've got both. <laughs> well, so they see the opening line. They could see line movements. They know trends. For the line movement, has nothing to do with manual. Anybody that manually handicaps any game, is lying to you. There's no such thing as manual handicappers with good opinions. We've proven this for decades. There's no such thing as a lock. There's no such thing as anything more than opinion. So the only way you can manipulate the books and crush the books is to get better lines than the closing line. It's always going to be that way and it's always has been that way it all started back with billy walters many many years mean, ago let, 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 listen let's let's doesn't just mean re- that it's going to win but let but let, let's just recap so we beat the number on the atlanta falcons let me just go through this plus one and a half they close minus three they win by one we win everybody loses if they bet in the day of we have the rams mm-hmm. plus eight we beat the number they kick the meaningless field goal we cover everybody else pushes we did have houston we beat the number on Houston and we got destroyed. So mm-hmm. I want to like let so it doesn't mean you're guaranteed to win a game because right. on those right. three early line moves we went two and one and we had the best of the number on Houston and it didn't matter. But it's it's the percentage game. The percentage correct constantly closing better. Well, like no, I had, it's I had the a difference ch- between winning winning those two games. Well, no, right. it's, it's the it's it's the game. It's basically the law of averages. If you constantly will get the best number week after week after week after week and your homework is done correctly, you're going to win a lot more than you lose. And that's how these sharps constantly make money. I mean, you saw it at Bet Bash this year for the first time. Everybody at Bet Bash is not a guy that drives a Bentley and a Ferrari and flashy, flashy, flashy. They're all nerds. They're all guys that probably are on the spectrum somewhere. I say that nicely. And they're very sharp, very smart, and all they care about 
is more angles and opportunities. They literally have seminars. How are you scraping? Are you an originator? Are you a top-down better? Are you a bottom-top better? Like all these terms. Sounds a little. Ago, uh, sounds like a little of Howard Sternish. No, I'm just joking, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's the reality. These guys know what they're doing, but they don't have time to talk to clients. They are too busy betting. They're too busy working on getting more outs. They're too busy trying to originate lines. And at the end of the day, they want to make a revenue from clients. They just don't have the time to deal with clients. And that's where our business model basically synergized with them. And we're basically the guys that are vetting the clients. I mean, I couldn't tell you how many times I talked to people on Instagram. So we made this, uh, made this post the other day that said, if you're interested for Telegram football, uh, to message me direct, probably got 200 inquiries. I turned down literally 98% of them because they're underfunded. They're not equipped to handle volume. They're not disciplined. They're the guys that tell you, I have 2,000 in my bankroll. I'm going to bet 1,000 on tonight's game. And if I lose, then I'll reload to another 2,000 when I get paid next week. But they don't want to bet 100 a game. They don't want to bet 50 a game. They want to bet what they want to bet, no matter how much they have in their bankroll. So that's not an ideal client. That's not a client that's going to sustainably have success season after season, year after year. That's going to be a client that's going to have a losing streak, not have enough gasoline in the engine, burn himself out, and then miss the winning streak. So nobody here is trying to sell, you know, hype over a game. All we're doing is giving you an opportunity to trail these sharps in real time. And it was good to see that, not that that ending to the Rams game meant anything except points for, for maybe tiebreakers at the end, but it's typical. Everybody plays to three and seven. Every team is going to play to the key number because they want to have an opportunity. To I mean, look at Carolina with kick. another push. Same I mean, thing. these lines are sharp. They're, they're, they're going to go for two and play to the number because they know that they get the ball back, they could kick a field goal and tie take it to overtime. If it's within a touchdown, they know they could kick an onside kick like the Rams. They didn't have time for it, but that was their goal was to have enough time to do that. So it's, it, it's a constant struggle for me to make clients understand how important the number is when you're betting. Well, and again, back to baseball, and right now it's exactly 60% of all dogs have covered in the NFL. Just talking about NFL, dogs are 18, 12, and 2 on the closing number. That means we're not counting the games we're betting early, beating the number. We're talking about all these stats are based on the closing number, right? So it could be 18 and 12 and two, but it's, it's counting Atlanta, for instance, as a loss, as a favorite is part of the uh, 12, not counting Atlanta as a win. So you got to remember when you're looking at these stats, they're, they're only going by at post the closing numbers. So that 18, 12 and two is if you bet the day of the game, every underdog without any handicapping this season in the NFL, you're 18, 12 and two. That record could be much different if you're betting Tuesday, Wednesday, like we are. We've already played four games. Now, now let's move on to today's. Let's talk about uh, this upcoming week and the, uh, the games that are actually going to be played. And yeah, let's do a rundown. Just like last week, I'll give you – I've been tracking these lines with my groups for the last three days. So I'll just give you a quick 30-second rundown. All right, I'll give you the matchup. Let's, let's, well, let's yep. start with uh, 
the team, the combine for everybody that knows, you know, I, I, you know me, I like to have fun when, if I am going to bet, I like for value. I don't even need to watch the game. So I get an alert at halftime that your giants are down, um, 20 to nothing. So I just, I I put a very small amount of money on the giants, not plus five, but on the money line (laughs) and, you know, got 700 back six, 700 back on my money. As a, as a, as a value, like lottery ticket. Again, no reservations of any real value in doing that other than I'm getting a really overinflated price. Um, but let's talk about, you're supposed to throw out the last game. Well, tell, tell them, tell them what we did. So obviously we don't really care about recreational books. They're, Correct. they're the ones that go the quickest. Uh, you know, there's a certain book that came out, uh, that offered a free jersey promotion. So I said, you know, does your son need a new jersey? He's like, Always. I buy him a ton of them. I was like, well, you could just get a free jersey, and you get some good action down. It's a you know fifty dollar free play, not a free play deposit. 50. So we pushed on the first game. We game out again. We waited for three days, and then you hammered a game live plus six thousand for fifty bucks. I mean, it was completely entertainment, but it's, it's just tough. funny that you know got a free guy. Your son, what do you get? A Tyree Kill jersey. Yeah, it came yesterday. He's wearing it to school. Guy is balling this year. I like it. I like his. I like his flavor, man. Yeah. Knows, listen, so I can't those, wear anything but Ravens over, jerseys. But let's talk about overreaction here. So you have a reverse line move situation. The line on San Fran opened up at nine and a half and went to ten, where normally the dog gets bet down when they see a major comeback, like Giants coming back and rallying from being down twenty nothing against Arizona. So that rally comeback did not actually so far as of this Wednesday help the Giants as the line on San Fran's actually gone up a half a point. I don't particularly like this game for anything more than I'll keep tracking it. We don't know if Barkley's going to play. I don't think the line is factored in with Barkley being out. San Fran's too strong, but again, a double-digit dog in the NFL is, you know, how sharps are all over it regardless they're not on this game. Haven't got any alerts from them. I'm seeing a lot of flat tens all over the place, so I'm going to hold off and and see if we can get some better pricing at game time. But you know how it goes with sharps; they rarely bet island games very infrequently. I think the only reason we've had a couple Monday night games is because there's been a couple um, and another two games this Monday. So no opinion on the game. I think we're just going to it's a wait and see approach for that one. All right, San Diego opened up as minus two. The line is now flipped uh, to, uh, it's weird. So check this out. Chargers opened up as minus two at Vikings. Then flipped down to Vikings minus one and a half. And now it's back to Chargers minus one and a half. What is going on here? Well, typical early line movement um two zero and two teams playing each other two zero and two teams chargers can't hold a lead i mean last game another scenario they had the same thing with the miami game week one have no defense not sure if eckler's going to play obviously you saw that it made a huge difference last week minnesota vikings similar situation definitely a team that was supposed to have some big returns this year big you know they added Addison, which obviously should have improved their wide receiving core, but they can't run the ball. Getting rid of Dalvin Cook is obviously uh, showing very clearly it is a factor when we had that whole summer about how running backs don't matter. It's next man up. Again, laying off this game, 
it, it has moved from two all the way down to pick them. And I'm seeing some ones as well on Minnesota. So this wasn't a play that my sharps played, but obviously there's been some, some decent movement because I'm looking at the sharp books and, and they moved all the way down two points. So again, not a play that is something you could monitor, but uh, my guys aren't on this one. All right. Um, let me go to the next game. Titans, again, they played the Chargers last week, lost. Well, I don't know. Titans lost, I guess. I don't know who lost, who won it over. I can't remember. But Titans, uh, Browns yeah, opened up it. as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, and they're now been bet down at three. No, sorry. The Titans, the Titans beat the Chargers last week. Right. So the Titans won in overtime. That was a close game at home. Now they travel on the road to Cleveland. Losing Nick Chubb for the year. Um, love the flat three on this one. Definitely love it. I see it in a lot of places. A lot of a lot of books are offering a flat three. Um, that is huge. Because buying it, to, if it's at three and a half, where it opened at, and going down to three, it would cost you 35 cents. So the fact that you could get it right now three flat at a lot of books is definitely a solid move. If you can get it in, I'll give it out as one of our selections like we did last week on the show. So love it. I think it's factored in with the Nick Chubb injury. I don't even know the downgrade of Ford is going to be evident. Ford did come in, definitely played well, um, had over 100 yards and a touchdown. So they're going to run the ball. They're very heavy runs. Deshaun Watson has not proven to me yet that he is the Deshaun of old. He looks like the Deshaun that won four games in Houston the year before he got traded. Not really sure what the Browns are. They do have a really good defense. I don't see the Titans passing the ball. And if they could shut down Derrick Henry, I could see the Browns winning this by four or five. But getting that flat three is uh, is huge. So for all you listening, this was already released on the Telegram channel yesterday. It still looks like the number is at three, but I wouldn't be surprised by game time. It's three and a half, four. So, again, we're, we're definitely going to close better on this one. Jacksonville opened up at 7.5 over the key number and then went to 9. So, for me, that move doesn't really mean much. I don't see, you know, no. I, you're not worried about a game landing on 8. So, 7.5 up to 9. You know, again, you tell me. Houston couldn't get the job done last week. They played much better against the Ravens than they did last week. So, uh, well, I the Colts. I throw week one out altogether. I, I know, rarely I even look at it. I mean, all the groups that I talk to, that's basically week one of the preseason. None of the starters played in preseason. Week right. one is definitely not a good barometer for tracking any performance. Again, they're back on the road. They got blown out last week at home by two different quarterbacks for Indianapolis. The Jaguars look good week one. Week two, they were inept. A lot of bad coaching decisions against a Kansas City team. They they could have easily they gave the ball back to Patrick Mahomes in the first half, and you know that you know the game when somebody goes into the half scoring, they get all the momentum, and then they right. they finish them off um, in the fourth quarter. So again, I do think the Jaguars are a good team. I don't have any opinion on this game. It's steaming up all the way to nine nine and a half at some places. It's one of those that we probably won't touch. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, because it's a divisional game, 
that Houston actually covers the 10, 10 and a half, which I could see a game time. I could just see the public jumping all over the Jaguars here. And it's not something we would ever do, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if we have the show next week, uh, when we have the show next week, that Houston actually got the job done and got the cover. Fair enough. Patriots, after this crazy game that just happened in in, uh, Miami, minus two, steamed up a half a point. Two and a half at the, uh, I guess, the lifeless Jets. They're counting the Jets uh, out of everything always and all the time now after losing Rodgers and just uh, collapsing. They have to make a move here. I don't see how the Jets could go through this season after all the hype with Zach Wilson. It's just, it's sad. I mean, I'm, I'm a football fan and, you know, I have no allegiance to the Jets by any means, but they want to see a good, uh, what they would do with a quarterback with that defense. But you just, I mean, last week, again, it's, you have to throw that game out. The Jets didn't win week one. It could have been a lot of emotion when Zach Wilson came in and beat the Bills, but they're back at home. Last week, I throw out San Fran is just very, very, very good. So it's hard to judge anybody against San Fran. But coming off a loss, coming back home, the Patriots don't look good by any means. Defense is good. That's about it. The Jets' defense is better. I think it's going to be a situation in this game. Again, we don't have a play on this game, but just from an opinion standpoint, usually, statistically, and trends, the Jets win at home, then the Patriots will win at home the next time they play. So getting points at home, I, I see at uh, Pinnacle right now, you can get three at plus 102. It's a good number. If you could snag it, again, it's just for information purposes. We didn't actually play it, but getting that flat three at home, home dog, um, definitely will, uh, it's, it's good value in that sense. So don't have an opinion, don't have a play on this game, but we, uh, I do like that flat three at home. All right. How about the Saints travel to Green Bay? Green Bay two and a half open, now only down a half a point to two. Yeah, no change here. Um, no overreaction from the other night uh, when the Saints played. Uh, it's it's the Saints are. You really don't know who they are yet. They have a lot of talent, um, but they played. I mean, those both those games Monday nights were so bad offensively. It was it was painful to watch. I mean, I, I usually I I could watch basically any NFL game, but that was very painful to watch. Derek Carr looks flustered. The offensive line's really not good. They don't really have a true bell cow back. Let's see when Kamara comes back in two weeks. Packers look decent, but they have a lot of injuries still. Top receivers out. Um, Aaron Jones was out last week. It's We're doing the show on Wednesday, so there's not an update yet. On either of those guys are even going to play. But again, they're at home. Uh, it's a lot of value that's definitely factored in that you know Lambeau Field is definitely going to give you at least a point. So right now it's at two. It's it's pretty low. I you know I don't have a play on this game, but if I had to give an opinion to the listeners, I definitely like the Green Bay under the key number of three, and you can get them actually at a flat two right now. So if from an opinion standpoint, it's good pricing for you to grab that team at home that doesn't even have to lay a touchdown. I mean, sorry, lay a field goal. <clears throat> All right. Well, I'm looking at this Miami matchup. They uh, they were uh, they got the job done on that. Uh, I mean, it looked like it could have gone either way, all the way to the end. I, I did catch a little end of that game. Um, 
Miami. Um, I mean, they really didn't impress me, even though they got the win. It was, like I said, the whole game itself with all the events was unfortunate. They are at home five and a half now, up to six and a half, approaching seven. Yeah, it was bad. that that game last week uh, was very confusing. I, I love Miami, love the price, only one and a half. I think they're they should have been at three and a half four. That's what a lot of the the sharps priced it at when they originated the line. So I was very shocked to see that low of a spread. Where I, I get it, they're playing on the road in Sunday Night Football, and Belichick definitely is worth a point, but. I just thought that line was too low. It did come down to the end, and there was an opportunity. But the score, if you actually watched the game from the eyeball test, it was a way different performance in terms of the quality of teams. And Miami just let them back into it. But they were clearly the better team. I mean, they should have easily been three and a half, four. But uh, early in the season, again, the line makers are not going to overinflate the lines yet. But Miami keeps winning. They're going to start laying some heavy wood. In this case, they're at home. You can grab them under the key number of seven. I still think that's too high. Uh, the Denver Broncos played terrible last week and let up a lot of points, but they were up pretty heavily. So the offense is clicking a little bit, but I just I don't see them continuously getting blown out. Their defense will play better. I think the line is pretty accurate on this game. I wouldn't be surprised if it lands on seven. Um, or, you know, that, that's my prediction. Again, we don't have a play on the game, but it's, it's right on. I mean, with the Sharps that came out, they, they made the line very accurate to what it is now. So if we don't have an edge, we're not putting it out. What do you think of this, uh, commanders team as, uh, they are now hosting the Bills plus the six and a half? The line opened Bills minus six. Very hard to win on the road. Very hard to cover on the road in the NFL. Again, remember, dogs are covering 60% of the time. So if, when in doubt, auto bet, and especially auto bet the home dogs. Um, you know, it's interesting. Washington just came off this emotional win at Denver, winning 35-33. to 33. Same scenario as one of the earlier games above with the uh, Giants game. The, the, the early move is discounting that move and not buying into uh, the Washington uh, role, so to speak. They are now 2-0, and possibly going for 3-0 and against 1-1 and Bills. I think it's been like I was 10 years old the last time they were like started out like 3-0. and So what do you think of this in this home team dog situation? What I will say is if I personally am playing a game like that, I'm not even playing the plus 6.5. I'm playing the – I don't – I, this is a game where the spread doesn't come into play. Either, again, Washington wins the game outright, or they get blown out. So go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, I'm a little on the opposite side of that. I, I like the seven here if I can get it. So this might be a game where I wait to see if there's some money that comes in. I don't think the spread is far off in this situation. I think it's pretty accurate. I think Washington is better than people believe them to be. They started off cold, but again, no preseason two weeks into the year. You're not going to see a lot of these offenses start clicking. They beat up on a very good Denver defense, very good Denver defense on the road. They were basically past, I think, uh, third and fourth quarter where they just lit them up. I mean, they were down heavy in that game, and they came back, and they looked like they were in rhythm. The Bills, I'm not impressed. They beat up on a team last week, which we expected. 
but we waited till post to actually bet it at a flat seven. And people would say, well, what do you mean? They, they won so handedly. It's not the point. We're looking for sharp numbers here. We're not opinion guys. We're not handicappers that tell you teams are going to win. We're just trying to get the best number because in the long run, it works. So I'm going to sit on this game. If I could see a seven, I'd love getting seven at home, especially a team that's got the mojo, has the charisma, is definitely playing well. They're 2-0. and in a tough division. So we shall see, because look, they, they can't skip a beat because you know, the Eagles and the Cowboys are in it to win it this year. They both look really good. So this team has to keep performing if they want to, you know, they want to stay afloat or even get into the playoffs or get even before they get into the meat and bones of playing each other um, during the rest of the season. So if I can get a seven later in the week, I'll definitely be monitoring this one. It would definitely be a play. What did you think about my second 80-20 game of the season, Florida International, outright on the money line two weeks in a row, both times? Well, I don't love them. I, you remember, I'm, I'm just like you. I got no opinion. I pick nothing, no I nothing. But I'm just saying, you, you might be. They, you who, might whoever I deals with, whoever I deals with, who deals with, who I deal with, loves them. Um, <laughs> uh, I certainly don't take any personal. You know, listen, I had a ten and a half point dog outright week one, seven point dog outright week two. There's not. I'm just saying, like you know, for all you guys that you know just want to bet point spreads, there's a lot of money to be made. Uh, with outright underdog betting, because again, uh, 50% of the time the dogs cover in football and 25% of the time, which is 50% of the 50% of the dogs covered, they went outright. Now, just wanted to throw that in there. Now, before I'm going to skip some games because I know we have nine minutes left and you could easily go for nine minutes on this. I am going to tell you right now, in retrospect, the dumbest bet last week, the dumbest bet last week was Cincinnati. My son liked him. You liked him. Ted liked like, no. him. No, hold on. No, I didn't. I didn't like him. The sharks. Okay. Get, I'm, see, I'm a robot. I don't okay, have. But an I'm opinion. telling you right now. Here's my. Here's my. I hated my, it. My, I hated it. Okay, but I have okay, to but put here, it out and have to follow the system. I very rarely watch games. I call it the second half of that matchup. <clears throat> I'm telling you right now. They're going to be one of the worst teams against the spread the remainder of the season, especially when they're favorites. And I'm going to tell you right now, and we still got quite a few games to go through, so I'll give you three, four minutes to go on this. But, you know, again, I will say for the rest of the season, if you can get the Ravens plus points, it's just an auto bet. That's it. It's just an auto If you lose, you lose. If you win, you win. It's just an auto bet. Um, and that's that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. What do you think about this line this week? Um, and then we'll, and again, we could spend for hours talking about this Ravens game, but this was to me probably, uh, you know, the sharpest side would have been to be against the sharps on the Ravens on the road. Um, they went through them like a knife through butter. So what I'm going to do is, and before we talk about the Ravens, I'm going to talk about the last game of the board on Sunday. Let's hop down Rams at the Bengals. The line opened up at six and a half. As the Bengals are zero and two as a six That's and a half Monday point night. favorite. Wait, 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 wait! They're now two and a half. So, what That's do you think Monday about night. that game before we go back to the Ravens game? Well, you're talking about the the Rams and Cincinnati and the Rams is a is a Monday night game. The Monday night game. That's what I'm saying. I'm jumping to Monday night, right? 
So the line I'm opened still, up at Cincinnati I'm, six and a half, and now it's down to two and a half. It's tough to actually be committed to this, even though some of the sharps already have a play on this game because Joe Burrow. Uh, you're not really sure if he's going to play. The guy's clearly hurt. Um, I, it's from an opinion standpoint. I hate to say that because I rarely use my opinion. It should factor in because if he's out, the line is going to steamroll and you're going to get the Bengals maybe plus two, plus right. two and a half. So, I mean, that's a big sway because Joe Burrow is such a big uh, factor for that team. So, you know, some of the Sharps already have a play on that game. You could definitely call us after the show. I'm glad to talk to you and explain to you how the program works. But he was hurt. The team, obviously, even from that hand, he re-aggravated the calf, which uh, which took him out for two weeks in preseason. The team looks in shambles right now. I'm shocked because they didn't, you know, they didn't improve their offensive line that much. That's been the factor, which is shocking because that's really been their issue for so many years with Joe Burrow there, and um, it's shocking. And the Rams, you know, it's again Island games. I try to stay away from altogether. But uh, if you guys want to know who the Sharps picked on this game, whatever you're seeing now on the board, the line is better than what we actually uh, – we got a better line than the board. Well, that's so I, what I we're can, here for. So, I can so let me ask you this. Uh, you weren't here. You were still in the Ukraine when Ursay uh, packed up the team and left Baltimore? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wasn't here. I moved here in 1991. Right. The year I graduated from high school. <laughs> oh man, I feel old. What do you think about this so game? I, I remember you traveled to Indianapolis during the pandemic for a pandemic football game. I'll never forget that. You got on a plane. Everybody was telling you, no, 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 no. You're like, I'm going, going, go, 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 go. And uh, you I went actually to- went to a pan. You remember I went to a pandemic. Uh, we had one game here with fans. Remember the year where there's no fans? Is the second year after the yeah, pandemic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they didn't have fans only for one game. They had fans and they had all these cardboard cutouts of people. Right. I and remember I went, it was the Steelers. We, I went there. It was the funniest thing. I remember like I had 35 yards. I had pretty good seats. 35 yard line. It was a buddy of mine that, uh, is a, is a high, uh, higher up in iHeart media. And he had, you know, company seats and he took me, there's nobody at the game. I'm like, well, why don't we just. Go to the 50-yard line. Well, let's talk about this game because we got four minutes there. left. So they got the overreaction with the Colts blowing out Houston. The line opened up at plus eight and a half. We just went out right on the road as a dog. We're down to seven and a half. So they've actually got some early movement on the Colts. What do you think about this game? Honestly, right now, without an injury report, if I could find a seven, I will be all over it. I don't even all know over if Richardson's going to play or not. All, all over Ravens. who? The Ravens. Yeah, but you're not going to find a seven. It's never going to happen. So let's okay. just assume. Yeah, I'm then telling I'm you it's not going to happen. Bet the game. I won't okay. bet the game. Well, that's all that, I'm, I'm telling you right now on the air, you'll never see a seven. If anything, it's going to go back up the other way because everybody's going to bet the Ravens at home. I don't, I don't disagree with you, and it's probably going to happen, what you're saying, because Richardson's going to be out. I don't think um, – uh, Minishu is that much of a downgrade, as you saw last week. Well, no, you didn't see anything because all you do is watch for half times. But from what I saw last week, Richardson comes in, score gets two running touchdowns, looks great. 
They're blowing out the Texans. He gets a concussion. He goes out. Minishu comes in, throws a touchdown. For all those fantasy guys that have uh, team quarterbacks, they had a huge day. I played against one of those, um, and the Colts threw up 30 points on me. Colts quarterback, so not happy like your son. Got blown out, but well, I did so, get so Ford me, so, waivers. I so did get Ford and waivers, so I'm happy about that. All right, so let, let's let's move on to this game. Uh, since we got three minutes left, it goes quick. Two minutes left. My son told me this morning that Dallas has the Ravens' defense of 2000 before he was born, and that they're going to win it all. So let's talk about this no, super same, low total of 43. Dallas at Arizona. Arizona blows the 20 point lead. They're 12 and a half on the road, which means by accident Arizona can cover. So tell me about the defense, first of all. He's saying this is like the Iron Curtain of Seattle in 2013. No. This is no, like the Iron no. Curtain in 2000. All right, well, I'm, you know, no. he, he knows his... I disagree. Okay. They, have, they have literally the same defense that they had last year. They didn't do that much more. They're, they are better. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't put him in that category yet. I now, we know a wise more. guy auto spot. This line went from 10.5 to 12.5. It could be wise guy money. It's not one of our early plays, but they're the biggest favorite on the board this week. And uh, just by accident, you know, unless Arizona is that bad. I did not watch Arizona uh, deconstruct against the Here's Giants. The, let me just give you a rundown for anybody that's just going to be a, a, a Dallas homer better. They beat the Giants week one. The Giants didn't even start playing to the second half last week against a horrible Arizona team, and they beat right. the Jets without a quarterback at home. I, I need to see more. Everybody wants to jump on the train early. I wouldn't be surprised if we could find a 14 in this situation later in the week because everybody's going to be hammering Dallas. With that low of a total, covering right, well, 14 me, is very we high. we got a minute left, let me flip to the next one. Kansas City opened up at 11.5. And is now twelve and a half against the Bears. So talk no to me about this Kansas City game before we get into the music. No opinion on the game. It's just Kansas City's rising. The Bears suck. Um, so you I know what all I these need... public squares do? They auto bet. They tease both these teams up, right? No, with so these squares, what these public squares do? They're going to take Kansas. They're going to do a five-team money line parlay. Kansas City on the money line. The Ravens on the money line. Dallas on the money line. Uh, go back to uh, San Fran on the money line. I could already see it. One of them is going to lose outright, and they're going to go, why me, why me? There you go. We'll be back for another week of Sports Insider Radio. Good day and good luck.